Welcome to Toffee TV. I am joined by an Everton legend, absolute legend, and a legend of football in general. Changed the face of the way we view football, and he's now chilling in his apartment in Qatar. It is the one and only Andy Gray. Andy, lovely to have you on again, mate. Ah, it's good to talk to you. It's really good, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's nice because I've been sitting here on my own all day, so it's great to have somebody to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> How are you finding it, mate? You okay over there? I'm, I'm, I'm not bad with my own company most of the time. Yeah, um, sadly, yeah. my missus got caught in the UK and she's not been able to get back to Qatar yet. So yeah. that's, that's a bummer. But normally I'm all right with my own company. But I think when you've been like, I've had it for five weeks now, and the main thing, the golf course is shut, and that's the big thing for us. I think yeah. if we could get the golf course open, it would help our <laughs> mental health enormously. No football and no golf? No. So what is it to do? What is it to do? <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to slightly brighter, brighter things and um, reminisce about your Everton career, which always fills me with a warm glow, talking about... <laughs> Talking about that well, side and you and you and your blonde locks. Um, yeah. <laughs> how did the how did the move come about to Everton? Obviously, you'd, you'd been at Wolves and you know you were a big name striker, and then you'd had some injuries. How did mm. the the move come about to Everton? Um, well, well, I think obviously instigated by Howard and Everton. I think that Howard was in a bit of trouble then. I think mm. we all remember that. There were pressure on the board. There was pressure on Howard. There was pressure on the board to make a decision about him. And he was running out of money. He bought his Magnificent Seven, if you remember. Either that, the season before, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, hadn't quite worked for him in that way. Um, and he was running out of options. Um, I was an option, a cheap one. I was at a, a club that had gone into administration. So I, I, I would be sold as soon as a half-decent offer came in. And I think Howard had a look and thought, you know, I don't know. I mean, in fairness to him, he took, he took a gamble with someone who, if I was being totally honest, I wasn't quite sure if I could hack it again. Mm. I'd had a couple of poor years at Wolves, a couple of great years to start with, then followed by a couple of poor ones. There were various reasons for it. The club going into administration didn't help. The club was in the right state. Owner after different owner was coming in. No one knew what was happening. It was affecting everybody, not just me. Uh, so I needed to get away as well and see if I really could do it again. So I think the combination of Howard's last shot, really, um, at getting somebody in to try and change it a bit, and my last shot at getting out of Wills to see if I could still do it again, um, it, just, it just came together. And I couldn't, you know, I, I enjoyed my time at Wills, but when Howard asked me and wanted me, and as soon as I met him, I thought, yeah, I'm on the way. No problem. I'll definitely come up. Just tell you, you've told me this story before, but just tell just reiterate the story of you and your medical records because it wasn't quite, <laughs> it wasn't quite computerised, was it, in those days? No, it wasn't. And as I say, the, the, the Wolves were going into administration, so everything was a bit all over the place. So, of course, I was on the Thursday, I think it was, I was asked to go into... Um, into Molyneux to pick up my medical records so that I could take them with me on Friday morning up to Goodison for Doc Irvin to have a look at and just sort of skim over. So I went to pick them up, and when I picked them up, I thought, bloody hell. I thought, I nearly, I nearly needed a wheelbarrow to take them out of Molyneux. And, and I thought, I can't, I 
and take that up there. And I said, you must be joking. So I thought, right. Um, so I went home and had a big open fire. So I went through them all and I thought, right, that can go in the fire. 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 <laughs> Suddenly, this, it must have been six inches thick, at least. Uh, this file that was six, seven inches thick suddenly was an inch thick and uh, looked a lot, looked a lot easier to carry when I went to Goodison. He gave it to Doc Everton and he went, oh, he said, I'm surprised at that, Andy. I said, what's that, Doc? He says, well, I thought there'd be a lot more than that. He says, nah, popular, mis- popular misconception, Doc. It's, uh, it's, I'm not really been that badly injured before. You know, people just talking. <laughs> he had a chuckle. And in actual fact, my knee was swollen still because I'd played on Wednesday night. And it, would, it, would you believe in a cup tie against Preston, a League Cup tie? That's why I missed the League Cup that night. And I'd played at Preston, but I shouldn't have done with a with a, a swollen knee. Went up to Goodison, sat down with the dog. He looked at my knee and he went, oh, but the swollen side. I said, yeah. I said, it's always a bit like that, dog. I said, uh, but it's, it's not going to cause me a problem. He said, well, if we don't sign you this morning, what will you be doing tomorrow? I said, well, I'll be playing for Wolves. And I went, oh, okay, <laughs> all right. And uh, off he went and came back and he said, well, we can't get you registered in time, Howard said, but I can get you to sign a loan deal, yeah, which means you can play tomorrow uh, and then we'll sign the contract at the beginning of the week. Uh, so that's how I got to play that game because it was tight, was I signed a loan deal for 24 hours and then we did the contract after that. But uh, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> The doc was a little surprised at how uninjured I was. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. That was a key game. Actually, I was talking to Adrian Heath last week. He'd done one of these with me last week. And he said it was Forrester home, wasn't it? Your your debut. And he said he hadn't scored. In fact, I'd just had a look before. He hadn't actually scored a league goal. He'd scored a couple of goals in the League Cup. And uh, he said, you just said to him that day, just hang around me, son, and uh, something will drop you. And he said... <laughs> And he didn't, after time, he said, they didn't even try and win the ball. He just made sure the centre-back didn't win it. And uh, lo and behold, you took one on your chest, rolled it across, and uh, Inchi knocked it in, and we won the game 1-0. Yeah, well, I do remember saying that to him. Because, listen, I know what he was feeling like. You know, he was a big money signing. Mm. He was a young lad. Hadn't quite worked for him. League goals were hard to come by. And so I knew what he was going through. I was like 28. So I, I, I had an idea of what he was going through. 27, was it? 27, yeah, 27. I'm maybe coming up for 28. Mm. So I knew what he was going through and I had a little bit more experience than Inchi. And, and, I, and I meant it. You know, I, I did enjoy scoring goals, but I also got as much joy out of creating something for my mate as well. So I did say to him, I just said, listen, anytime the ball comes anywhere near me in the box, me man, I said, just get yourself near me. I said, because I guarantee you, I'll get something dropping for you. I'll get something dropping for you. And lo and behold, it did, and he took his chance, and well, as we say, it was he started. He never looked back really after that. <laughs> yeah, he was up and running. You scored your first yeah. goal, ironically, against Villa, one of your uh, one of your ex clubs. Did I? Your first goal for us, yeah. Villa a one-one draw, and I wow. right Paul right out to score for Villa actually, who went on obviously to play for Everton, and you scored in uh, injury time to get us a point on December wow. the tenth. That was your first, your first goal. You see, that would be a good quiz question because if you'd have said to me, "Who did I score my first goal for forever?" I would not have been able to tell you. There you go. There you go. Wow. Yeah. I usually remember every goal I scored, but yeah, I yeah. Have no, I've no idea. I see. I remember creating the goal for Inchi. Funny that, isn't it? I remember. <laughs> yeah. That. I remember that vividly in that moment in that that game. 
but I don't remember my first goal. Yeah, 10th tenth of, tenth of December. A header, I think, 10th of December. Oh. Yeah, late, late goal, injury time, equaliser. We drew 1-1, oh. 1-1. So, so there you go. Um, we went into that We went into that December and I, I remember us getting bounced 3-0 at Wolves, actually, and we didn't play very well. Let's leave it there. And uh, and then the Coventry oh. game, but a game I always have spoke to many people about, and I, I think me and you have had the chat about this before, but Birmingham City away on uh, the second of January, and yeah. it was a tough. It was a tough game because we we hadn't won for weeks, and and you said that Howard said some words before the game, kind of it's your last chance or something like that for the players. Was that right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He came in. I remember him coming in, sitting with us before that game. It was a big game, um, not easy. Going to St Andrews, trying to get a win when you hadn't been playing well, and and he said, um, "This is I I." I I'm under pressure and, you know, I believe in you, majority of you, a vast majority of you, I believe in you uh, and I want us to succeed. But if we don't get a performance or result today, then I'm seriously going to have to shake this thing up big time. Um, so we knew, mm. we knew going into that game what was required. And, you know, people talk about other games, the Stoke game, the Oxford game. Yes, they yeah. all played a part. But for me, in my opinion, that was the one that's, that started it. Yeah. Because I think from there, results started to improve. Confidence mm. started to build. Howard became more confident in, in what he was doing as well, I believe, and started to find his team at yeah. last. That he thought, this is going to be my team. This is what I'm going to go in with. You know, he had to make his mind up with Jim Arnold or Neville, Jim Arnold or Neville. He did. Yeah. Never but the nod. That was another big, big time in it. So I think that game was big for that. For mm. me, I, I still believe that. Even though Stoke and Oxford were massively important games, so was Birmingham City. Yeah, we won the game two 0 and then Stoke, like you just mentioned, that was that was on the Saturday. That was the famous window opening. Do it for that lot, and you you come up big in that one. You scored the first goal in that one, didn't you? You and Alan Irvine scored the second, and it was a bit. Yeah. It was a big result because that was a tough place to go. The Victoria Massive round. Stoke, Stoke was never easy. It was a cup tie, wasn't it? Cup tie, yeah. Cup. Yeah, third yeah. round, yeah. And Howard opened the windows and the noise that came through that window, my goodness, it blew us all away. And, you know, as we, we say, that Reedy's always said to me, nah, you couldn't let the, we're not letting these people down. Reedy said, no chance, boys, come on. I said, well, you're absolutely right. <laughs> and, and and we had, the word momentum is a, is a brilliant one. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't used as much back then <clears throat> as it is now. But that's, and it, I know it was only two games, but it was amazing what the Birmingham game did to our conference going mm. into that. That was two, two away games where you'd need to be playing pretty well to go and win both. Yeah. Right? You'd need to be a really good team to go to St Andrews and, and Stoke and win both games. Mm. We weren't. We were down near the bottom of the league. Yeah. And, and hadn't shown much at all. Mm. But yet we went to those two places and had, I think we had two clean sheets, didn't yeah, we? Two two nil, clean, nil. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we won them both 2-0, clean sheets, four goals. Suddenly we're, we're walking around thinking, we can play. And, <laughs> it was, and it was amazing how we just, it just suddenly went whoosh and off it took. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The Birmingham game, was, was there was only lost one of the next 12 league games when considering where we'd been at Christmas <laughs> was incredible. Obviously, the FA Cup, is a, it's a different competition, but you're right, the momentum was building there, wasn't it? Obviously, I don't know whether people all remember that we had Gillingham and those three yeah. games, you know, the yeah. two two nil nils and then a three nil, and then 
We beat Shrewsbury 3-0. We were also doing well in the League Cup. And you just mentioned before, you played against Preston. How hard was it for you to be in the team and then having to sit out for that League Cup run? Horrible. Horrible. Because mm. because I could see we could see the confidence growing. You know, yeah. I could see you know, every game we played, we got more and more belief in our, our ability to get results and beat teams. And I could see it growing in the League Cup. And it was horrible, you know, being in the League games and dropping out for the League Cup and being in the FA Cup and dropping out for the League Cup. Yeah. Um, and and it, was, it was horrendous. But, I mean, it, it delighted as well, you know. Mm. There's a lot of people say, yeah, you don't want your team to win when you're not playing. None, I do. I did want my team to win, even though I wasn't playing. It was so yeah. important. And it was a big psychological boost for a lot of the young boys. Yeah. To go all the way to the final, and particularly the final as it was an old Merseyside final, first time ever in the history. And um, you know we were a little bit unlucky. We got done by a really bad decision when Jockey Hansen should have been should have given the away and didn't. We didn't get the decision. That probably would have won us the game at Wembley. Yeah. And then yeah. we lost to goal up at Main Road. So, but that was a that was a big. Even though we lost, it was a mm. big moment. Yeah. It was a big moment because it gave. All the young boys, and there were a lot of them now beginning to stamp their, their, their credentials in and stay in the team. A lot of them, yeah. and it gave them a, that well, we can live with this team. This Liverpool are the best team in the country, and we should have beaten them. Yeah. And we're, we're kicking them right to the wire in those games, and and I, and I think that 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 gave us a huge belief. And um, going into the FA Cup, it certainly made me more determined to to do the FA Cup because I wasn't involved yeah. in the League Cup. So I was doubly determined that, you know, I wanted to get back there yeah. for the FA Cup and, and, and just sample that. So I'd been to a couple of League Cup finals. I'd won a couple of League Cup finals, but I hadn't been to an FA Cup final. And so I was, I was pretty determined to, to try and get there, help the boys get there. And luckily we did. Scored a winner in the League Cup final as well. So don't don't leave don't leave that out, mate. Uh, Aidan yeah, Heath said that after, funnily enough, actually after the Liverpool game, we come off and although we'd lost, it was like, yeah, we're 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 there now because you know we've just ran them close. We know we're coming and and everything built from that. We can't not talk about Notts County, the header. <laughs> what were you thinking? What were you thinking? No idea. No idea. I still don't know. Thirty years on. 30 odd years on, um, to this day, I I just felt, and it's funny, I mean, Sheeds has got such a lovely left foot and he's always looking to feed it in there. And when it comes over, I, I kind of, my first thought is I'm going to head it, obviously. Mm. I was better with my head than I was with my feet. <laughs> and and it was coming onto my right side as well, which was my weaker side. And it's amazing how quickly a footballer's brain works mm. in, a, in, a, in a few seconds. Because I, I really believe if I'd have gone with my right foot, I wouldn't have had the direction, power, control to have, to have had a good contact on it. Because I would really have been stretching at it. Yeah. And I thought, and I just, I just thought, if I can get there, my best option is to try and hit it. But it dipped a little bit earlier than I thought as it came over the defender. I, I, when I saw it come in, I thought I'm going to get it before it hits the ground. I thought I was going to make a diving header. Right. Um, uh, but then it suddenly dips quite short on me. And I, th- and I think, well, I'm committed to going for it. I couldn't stop myself. And the only thing I could do was just hope. And, and the half folly header just, listen, it could have gone anywhere. But it just it, the goalkeeper, I think, was so surprised that that was more of a reason why he didn't save it than anything. It was just, he, was just kind of thought, what the hell is he doing? 
And I posted the boys thought as well, what the hell are you doing, Andy? Mm-hmm. But listen, it was an important goal, really yeah. important goal. And 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 it, and it got sort of set us set that game and just put us through and it just kinda of put paid to Notch County, who again were a decent side in those days. Good side. Some players in their team. Um so, you know, we were away from home, it, it wasn't easy. I mean admittedly our cup run, it did they didn't pit us against a lot of big teams in that run. We were mm. fortunate. Yeah. We played Telford. Um and we played uh who else we had Gillingham, didn't we? No, Gillingham, yeah. And we played who was the other one? Gillingham you had in that year we had uh Stoke Gillingham, Shrewsbury, Notts County. That's that. And then Telford was the year later. Southampton, then in the semi-final, obviously. Southampton. That was a, yeah. They were a good side. Yeah. You know, they were an experienced side. If you look at their team... Um, Shields in goal, didn't he? Of, yeah. Frank Worthington at the top end. Mick yeah. Mills playing left back. They were back, back for like Mark Wright playing Mark Wright, back. yeah. They had bags of experience. Much more than us. Mm. Much more than And I think they really fancied themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that was another day. Big Nev was was terrific. Mm. A couple of big saves early on that he made that were important. Yeah, it looked like it was drifting. It looked like we're going to have to go to a replay again, mm. and, and have to go through it again till the wee man popped up with a lovely little header, and um, and 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 that was that was that that was that was such a great feeling, and and the best bus journey I've ever had coming back from that game. Right. The best. Exactly what Aidan Heath said. It's 40 miles an hour all the way back, surrounded by loads. Ha- yeah, didn't yeah. Howard say, don't go... Well, shout Jim. Take, take your time, Jim. Get your foot off that. <laughs> don't you, outstanding. Outstanding memories. And then, obviously, one thing that Aidan Heath did say was that two things he thinks that you and Peter Reid did for that team was, one, made the players accountable to each other. He said because it was... Question made it made everybody question each other. You know, it, it's mm-hmm. Howard didn't need to do it all the time. You did it for them. You and Reed, and you become that unit. And then he said yeah. that he said you in particular on Cup final week said if I hear anyone saying that they're coming here to enjoy themselves, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna have them. He said because I'm coming here. To, this is you. I'm coming here to win. We're coming here to win. Yeah. And he said that focused everybody for that particular game. I think what, what I couldn't, he's right about the Cup final week because I was hearing from Watford, Elton John, God, God Graham Taylor, we're, we're going to have a good time, we're going down to enjoy himself, and I was going to ring the boys, listen, they might be effing on to enjoy themselves, we're effing on to win it. We won't get, we'll not get any enjoyment unless we walk away from there having won it. I'm telling you now. Yeah. And the boys were going, ah, we'll win two or three now. And I kept saying, if I hear any of you say that in the press, we're going to win this easy, then we don't want that either. That's, that can't happen. And Reedy and I were the same, but they were so confident. The kids and mm. she and on all the boys, Trevor, Steve, and Sheets, they were all so confident we were going to win the football match. I couldn't believe it. It was just we had to just try and keep feet on the ground. But I was, I get no enjoyment out of losing anything. And 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 I said that. Remember how you felt at Main Road? You don't want to feel that again. But they mm. let Wembley. Um, but in all honesty, but we were never. We were. I think we were ever going to lose that. No, no, never. I think Barnsley missed a header early on. Mm. Good chance, good chance for John because he's a decent header of the ball. And Barnsley missed a header early on. And after that, if they'd have scored two, we'd have got three. If they'd have got three, we'd have got four. Yeah. I think we were we were that much better than them. And in the end, it was a comfortable, comfortable win. Really was. 
yeah, for any for any cup final, it, it really was. If people, when you watch it again, you realise how good we were. You lose mm. that at the time, and, and obviously as a player, you're in it, so you're part of yeah. it as a fan. The nervousness of wanting to win, but when you go and watch it back, we were so we were just so good in the game. You're right, that yeah. Barnes had yeah. the header. Uh, I think that little Les. The Les, what was his name? Had a chance in in the first half that just went wide, but yeah. other than that, yeah. there was nothing. No, they, I mean, they had very, they had very yeah. low. You scored a a, a a wonderful header, not nominee, <laughs> not nominee. <laughs> Steve Sherwood's <laughs> face by, as by a picture. By the way, nothing wrong with it, all right. It doesn't say anything but grey in the record books. That's all it says. Does. It does. I don't think there was. A, I don't think there was anything wrong with it. He didn't have his hands on the ball. He touched it. You headed it, not wrong with that. No, I definitely headed the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I said to everybody. I, I, it looks bad, but it looks bad because you know what happened. He fell over his own player. He, still, he fell over Steve Terry. Yeah, yeah. As, as he went back, and I missed him. I just put my head in there. I just got contact with the football. Yeah. Um. But listen, the way it looked, you know, nine times out of ten, he might well have given a free kick, but especially in the cup final. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I, I guess you know it's, it's what I've always said. You know, to, to be good at any sport, you need to have luck on your side as well. And that mm. was that was fortunate for me. A lot of referees would have given the foul, although I didn't think it was, um, but he didn't, and I got the goal. And it was great that you know me and Shappy, two yeah. two jocks, um, were able to score both goals for Everton in that in that cup final. That was special for us. Yeah, fantastic. And then obviously. The next season, we signed Paul Bracewell in the summer and then the next season we, we kick off with a, a win against Liverpool at, uh, at Wembley in the Charity Shield with a Brucey yeah. bonus, which was, Sharp tries to claim it, but it was definitely Grabbelar smashing it in off his own post, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. own goal. <laughs> goal. Sharp pretty good at claiming own goals, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple of them. He did, he certainly did. What, what we've... Going into that next season, obviously we've been on a high two cup finals, finished seventh, great run. Think we lost a couple at the last eighteen or whatever. Were, were you? Was there a belief that we could actually do something that season, or was it? Yeah, no, there was. Yeah, there was, there was a genuine belief. Yeah, um, and particularly the way he had strengthened that with, with Brace and Pat Van den Howe. Van den Howe, uh, yeah. You know that made a, that made a massive difference, and and Trevor Stephen and, and Sheets were dominant. You know. And the fact that Alan Irvin was phased out, Terry Curran was phased out. These yeah. are good players. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the two young kids had come in and, and made it their own. And everyone was buoyant because of the FA Cup. When you think you're taking the FA Cup win into the summer with you, fantastic feeling. Yeah. And you couldn't, you couldn't come round quick enough. Sadly, I got injured in, in pre-season. Mm. And obviously, the, the charity shield, because he decided that he wanted to get base a game, I wasn't quite ready. Um... And it was, I was gutted to miss that game. And again, yeah. I know another Merseyside room. Something about it, Liverpool, a Merseyside like Wembley game that I wasn't going to play in, wasn't it? <laughs> so I but, never got to play in that. But the season was... A, we, got, we got a kick in the butt early on mm. because we, didn't, we we just never started the way we thought. We got we got hammered at home with Spurs. Um, Clive scored a hat-trick, I think. Clive Allen got a hat-trick mm. that day. Before one, well, yeah. Before one. And then... And then uh, uh, the Maggies the beat us in the midweek yeah. at the Hawthorne. And I remember going in, a, and then the Friday night game it was, a live game on a Friday night at Stamford <laughs> Bridge. And, and Howard had said to the boys, listen, I don't care what happens, the season ha- we have to start tonight. Mm. I don't care, nil-nil, but we're not going to concede. I don't, we conceded six goals, 
ridiculous. Yeah. We don't concede goal. So I want I want a clean sheet, and whatever comes with that, we'll take it and we'll move on. Yeah. Got Richard got a fantastic winner. Um, that was it. That let the blue touch paper for yeah. the for the season. Um, and um, and off we went. Yeah, we, off we went. We were off and running. If that the start of that season was a struggle for you, wasn't it? Because obviously the injury and then. Heath and Sharp were, were kind of in, but you you scored your first goal of the season. It was a big, big goal at uh, at St James's Park. We won three two. You scored a header. Um, it was a big, big win that for us because you've right, it just kept that that momentum going. But was it was it tough sitting out and watching those two doing well? I mean, I remember that that game. I'd been out injured, but then when I came back, Howard decided to play me in shape at St James's. Yeah, that was a big decision because Graham had played all right first mm. few games mm. um, and then I was fit so Howard had to make a decision and he decided he would go with me in shape. Yeah. and Chappie was furious and he might deny this but he, you know he was close to sending a transfer request and he was so upset Yeah. I convinced I talked him out of that I said mm. as strange as it would be I said listen pal honestly Chappie don't you're angry you're not thinking straight I said football changes quickly Mm. So don't do anything stupid right now. Promise me you won't do it. And he went, okay, all right, all right, I'll ever think about it. There, and lo and behold, what happens? The man who's telling them don't put a transfer request in smashes his metatarsal that game, and I'm out for eight weeks. Yeah. And those eight weeks, or six weeks, whatever it was, um, those two become the two best frontmen and and the best partnership in the country by some distance. They yeah. were brilliant together. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant together. Um, all the way through to that horrific injury that you dreamed got. When was it? November, December first, I think. Chef Chef Wed- yeah. yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, that horrific injury that she got. And I sat on the bench for I think twelve games, eleven games, something like that, ten games. Mm. Um, it was hard, uh, but uh, Terry Darricott kept me going a bit. Terry, did he? Because I obviously had to I'd had to play games. Played a few reserve team games just to tick over. And Terry was brilliant for me there. Kept me going. Kept my chin up. I'm not, I was never listen. I was never wanting to get down too often, anyway. Mm. Um, and uh, I, 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 there was nothing I could do, and I could say I couldn't go and knock at Howard's door and say, "Listen, I went back in the team." He just turned around and said, "Well, where? <laughs> Tell me who I'm leaving out, Andy, and I'll do it." Mm. You know, Adrian and Graham were brilliant together, and it was tragic for Adrian. Yeah. Um, that what happened to him, and then what happened the rest of the season. But you know, like the same for me. I lost. I lost my place through injury um, and I got it back through injury to, yeah. to someone else you know that that is the nature of the sport we work in but we listen I never wanted injury injury in, in, in get injured or Sharpie mm. you know they were brilliant together and though I wasn't playing and I was frustrated it was great to, to see them play the way they were they were brilliant but you did obviously you got I mean it was was it was awful for Adrian Heath obviously he was 11 goals by December he was I think yeah. he, he'd said when I spoke to him last week that he'd been told he was going to be in the next England squad yeah. and yeah. and yeah. everything was going and, and obviously it's over, isn't it, like that for the season. But you got back in and, and obviously you and Sharp then were, were a handful and we were getting results. But down at Leicester was, was your next goals in the league and uh, you were up front with Trevor Stephen that day, didn't you? It was, uh, and that was a massive we win. Don't... It was weird. No, I'd come back in and say, no, all the eight. Sharpie had nine. I had yeah. eight on. Yeah. Every game I played with eight on, I didn't score. I think I went 12 games when I came back in. 
although we were still winning, I felt I was contributing. Mm. But I, I was contributing, but I wasn't scoring. I was hitting the bar. Keepers were making great saves. It, it just wasn't happening for me. Yeah. But yeah, the team was winning. So it was, all, it was okay for Howard to keep me on the side in that respect. But then when Graham was out at Leicester, I took nine back and I gave uh, Trevor eight. And as soon as I put the nine on, what happens? I get two big goals, big goals that mm. day. And, uh, and off I went. And off I went on a run where I was scoring goals regularly after that. I kept mm. the nine. I wouldn't give Shappie it back, so he had to, get, he had to wear eight after that. <laughs> and that wore nine for the rest of the season. Outstanding. I mean, scored one with your right foot as well. Right foot folly in that one, didn't you? I, well, it was not quite a volley, but it was, it was <laughs> Half a folly, right. yeah. It was. I mean, the one I scored at Tottenham was probably better than that, but that was a really good goal at mm. Leicester. They just got back in it at 1-1 as well. And we were just, you know, it was it was, it was was a big goal. Mm. It was a big goal. Um, and it won us the game down there. So it was, it was great. And I was off and running again. And suddenly, I believed again. Yeah. And I was happy. But my first two goals for ages. And I, I just couldn't wait to get playing again. I thought, well, look, start coming now. And they did. So that was good. I think I've asked you this before, I just want you to remind me because it's back in my head. You scored that volley, I think it's the volley or the half volley, but you run up, I think it might have been to Steve Linex and you're pointing at someone very angrily, Andy. No, oh, I wasn't <laughs> Linex, I was pointing at the linesman. We thought Linex was offside. Oh, okay. When he went through, we thought Steve, and the, the linesman kept his flag down, we were furious. And I was going straight over the lines with point to him. I, I can't tell you what I said. No, no. Obviously. I think I can lift read. It's fine. Yeah. It was, the first part was stuff you, you. <laughs> and I, I can lift it at that. Or yeah, I yeah. leave it at that the imagination. Yeah. Yeah, that was the linesman. Okay. I remember Jimmy Hill. I remember Jimmy Hill, God bless him, um, when he did the game that night and he was analysing it. And he said, there's Andy Gray scoring you going. There he is. Look at him pointing to Howard Kendall saying, look, I can still do it. Well, Jimmy... <laughs> Have been further from the truth, <laughs> <laughs> and like you're right about you got, but you know, obviously, the confidence came back. Got a hat trick against Fortuna Sittard, which set us up yeah. brilliantly in the, the Cup Winners' Cup to go over there. And we beat them 2 0. You've told me stories about that one, you shouldn't have been on the bench in that one. You were relaxing yeah. and you got put on it. I'm not going to ask you to go into that on here, but. It was uh, that was another one, but a, a great result over there. A rare Peter Reid goal over there as well. Rare Peter Reid goal, yeah. And then you did. You went into it, scored against Arsenal at home in a win, and then you, you've just mentioned it before, which was an absolute key result. The Tottenham, the Tottenham victory away. Your volley after about ten minutes is an absolute screamer, and uh, what a big win that was that night. That was a great win. They were good, Tottenham. We know that. As we say, they they thumped us four 0 four one in the opening day, mm. and they were the best. They were the biggest challengers. And, and going into this game, I think I seem to remember we had about we do have ten games left, uh, something like mm. that. We, we had about, and they had six at home, I think, right. and only four away. I think we had the opposite, and I think they believed, and so did a lot of pundits at the time. They thought they were calling it the, the league decider. If Tottenham win this, mm. that will set them up to go and take the title for the first time in so many years. If everyone can get something from it, that would be a great result for them. Um, and we knew the importance of it. And it was a midweek game. The place was jumping. I mean, jumping. Mm. Uh, and it was such a bad... I remember Martin Tyler interviewed me. And Martin said, well, so will a, will a draw satisfy you tonight, Andy? And I said to him before the game, no, Martin, only wins satisfy this team. 
And he went, oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> and he interviewed me after. And he said, well, you did say that. I said, Martin, to be honest with you, we would have taken a draw. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that recently, actually. It was... I can't remember it from the time. Remember the game, obviously, but I've seen that interview before, and you're very, very, very focused before the game, and that yeah, that line of, of draws won't satisfy. Yeah, oh, a massive game. I, I can't not ask you about Nev's save from Mark Falco with a a few minutes left. Oh, such a huge yeah. save, wasn't it? Well, I, I've said all along. I've, I've done so many interviews and talked so many times, and I think one of the things I said about that save is. You know, there's all sorts of things when you league titles, and it's not beating United five-one at Goodison. Mm. You know that that doesn't win you a league title. It's mm. not those results. What wins your title is, you know, winning two-one, going into your last minute, and a big game that you really need to win, and your goalie does that for you. Mm. That wins titles. Yeah. You know, I, I've I've talked many times about the Gillian game the year before. Tony Cascarino goes through. Yeah, yeah. He he jumps round the nev and scores. What happens to Everton? Yeah, yeah. Who knows what the future may have held for us? You know, we wouldn't have won the FA Cup and who knows what would have happened. Mm. But Nev saved, stopped him scoring. And we won the, the third replay. It's the second replay. So these are the things, it's, this, it's the small things that win you the titles. Mm. You know, it's not great results where you win 4 5 0, 4 1. No, it's, it's the it's the Leicester's away like that. Yeah. Really, we dig in and somebody does something special like Nev did that night. That's the difference between winning a title. And coming second, yeah, unbelievable. But it, they, I can't, again, you know, a few days later we play Sunderland, and you score two, two brilliant yeah. diving headers, two, you know, totally different either corner at the street end. I mean, the first one is amazing because it, it demonstrates how good the football team we were. It demonstrates Peter yeah. Reid, Megan, someone, and using yeah. blister and pace, and then right. <laughs> and you with a diving header, absolutely brilliant. And that to me is one of the iconic goals of that championship side. It, it's whenever they try to sum up that team, that's the goal that they show yep. you diving in at the I mean what what was it like playing in that team for a centre forward like you, you know, who when you got in that Perfect. run? Perfect. I mean I, I, I when when you play Graham Sharp or myself or both of us or one of us, um you've got two amazing wide players and and Sheedy and Stephen, mm. Trevor Stephen. You know you're going to get service. You've got two fullbacks who've got ter- terrific delivery, and you've got a coach who wants you to play fast attacking football. Yeah, doesn't want you to pass it around the back too often, but wants you to pass it. But he wants you to pass it with a purpose mm. forward and play fast football and pressure people. I mean, people going about you know front men pressing now and as if it's just been invented. You know, Sharpie and I used to put defenders under pressure. I used to do it when I was at Villa when I was 19. Mm. You know, used to try and win the ball as high up the pitch. It's just they term it differently now. We were always told the higher up the pitch you win the football, the less distance you have to go to score. That's now it's called a gegen press or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, you know, Rushy, Rushy spent a life doing it. He did, he did, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, so we were, we were like that, and it was, if you were a front man to play, and and that team was brilliant because you were always involved. Mm. They always wanted to get the football to the front men as, as, as often as we could. Because why not? Because yeah. we'll get goals or we'll get chances. Yeah. But those those two goals, the first goal, I mean, I'm, I, the move was great for the first goal. Mm. I agree with you. You know, the ball down the line, Reedy's yeah. not making a Peter Daniels, he's balling the near post. That was a wonderful football goal. Um, but it was an easy header. It was a, a really you. easy header. For you, yeah. But the second one was a, 
was a really difficult header. Mm. It was my, my weak side. It, it was dipping a bit again, braces cross. And to get it up into where I got it, um, even for me, I was I was surprised um, at the finish on it. That was a much, much better header and a much yeah. more difficult one for us uh, than I. But two, two great goals. I loved yeah. them. Loved yeah. them. And especially, especially at that end. Oh, yeah. Superb. Obviously, this... The time of recording is uh, is the the thirty fifth anniversary of Correct. of Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. You know what I'm doing tonight. You know what I'm doing tonight. Go on. Because I can't remember when the last time I saw the whole game. So what I'm doing tonight is when I'm finished with you. Yeah. When I make my dinner, it's now it's now ten to seven in Qatar. Okay. When I make my dinner. Yeah. I'm going to have some food, and I'm going to go on YouTube, and I'm going to put the whole game on. And I'm going to sit here uh, with a small drink and watch it. Outstanding, outstanding. Now, I spoke to I spoke to Reedy today. And okay. I said, "What are you doing, big man?" I said, oh, but the same as you, we man, not a lot. I said, "I said I'm going to watch it." He went, "Oh, that's a good idea. I might do the same myself." <laughs> <laughs> because, I, because I don't remember we were having a laugh because he was saying to me. I remember he said, "I gave Trevor Stevens so much stick that night." And I don't know if you spoke to Trevor, but I, he said he had a nightmare. He had yeah. a really bad game, Trevor. I, didn't, I don't remember. So I said to him, I'm going to have a look at that. He said, no, no, watch it. He said, for the first 20 minutes, I'm going, come on, Trick. Come on, wee man. Come on, you got to get going. Don't go. After an hour, I'm saying, hey, you, get a, get a grip yourself. <laughs> he said, I just lost it with him. <laughs> I don't remember that. See, I don't remember Trevor having a poor game. Well, you, you were involved in your own battle, that's why. Because let's, I mean, we'd had a, we'd had a great result over in um, Bayern and we'd, we'd have a full team that night we had players missing and drew nil-nil the Olympics the old you know the Olympic Stadium and then we come back to Goodison it was unbelievable I remember bunking off school and getting the bus there and queuing up and <laughs> getting in the ground about uh, quarter past five or something half five and it was incredible and then obviously they score the noise was amazing that night but they score and you'll remember it as a player but Silence. Yeah, yeah. I think they had oh. two hundred in the top balcony, but it was silence. It was eerie as the ball went in, wasn't it? It was yeah. so strange. And, and what were you thinking at half time? Oh, I thought we were still in it. I mean, yeah. I, I, we knew. Listen, we knew we were against one of the the, the top teams in Europe. They, mm. they were. They got pedigree. They got history. They got experience. They got great players in their yeah. team. I mean, this wasn't a dumpling team that were coming over from Germany. This was Bayern Munich yeah. with the likes of Faf and Soren Lerbe added to them. Um, you know, Kogel was playing. I, I think Lothar Matthias played. A young Lothar mm. Matthias might have played that night. Mm. I'm sure he did. You know, uh, they were a really top side. We were like rag-ass rovers. Nobody, nobody in Germany had heard of any of us. Mm. You know, they, they hadn't, they, until we played them the first game got a nil-nil, they would not have heard of any of our players. Mm. I bet you they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I, but they were about to. And... Uh, and they would have been big favourites to win that. And especially at 1-0 at half-time, they must have thought, ah, yes, mm. we'll see this game out quite easily now. But they didn't. No, they didn't. I mean, obviously you scored a, a huge goal in it. We got the two long throws. And it amazes me that people were, were questioning whether the, your your goal it was was a foul. And when you watch it again, it's the, John Marie Faf jumps into his own player and you're just there ready to, yeah. uh, to gobble it up, aren't you? Yeah, Sharpie's in, in near them there, but he does make a mess of it, the keeper, a big yeah. mess of it. Yeah, yeah. But they were, worried, they were really worried about anything we put in there. Sometimes, you know, people go on about tactics and they talk about the game and passing it here and passing it there. But sometimes we knew that they, they didn't fancy 
the physical side of it. But I mean, and when I say that, as Reedy would tell you if you spoke to him, he said, he said, I said to me, do you remember it all? He said, yeah. He said, it was unbelievable pace in the game, he said, and it was a war. Mm. He said, it was brutal. The word he used to me this afternoon, Reedy, he said, it was brutal, Andy. And you remember his sock was red. Yeah. He had a massive hole in the yeah, flag. Yeah, he does, yeah. But we, we knew, and Howard knew, and Colin knew that their back three, like, didn't like um, physicality and they didn't like no. aerial, aerial confrontation. Yeah. And and so we said, well, if you don't like that, we're going to make sure you get some of it. And we had Gary Stevens who could throw the ball in for fun. Yeah. Why not use him? Mm-hmm. I think that the folly would be not to use it. Yeah. So we used it and we tested them time and again and we kept knocking at the door and the door opened. You know, it fell open and, that, and at the end, they, they were I'm sure Lerby was desperate to get off he'd yeah. battered and bruised so much he, he couldn't get off quick enough um, and there was a few like that mm. there was a few like that incredible and we had your assist as well don't forget for the uh, the, the threaded through ball for Trevor oh, Stevens oh, oh, oh. Oh, sorry, assist for the first goal as well, by the way. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I just mean the refined on the assist. Yeah, what a night. Yeah. A goal and two assists. <laughs> not bad. Not a bad night's work. But the third goal, obviously, the ball to Trevor, and that was the that was like the icing on the cake, wasn't it, when he's knocked that in to, uh, to yeah, kill the game. She's just, funny. She's just funny when he talks about that. He says, well, I got the ball and I had a, a touch. And then I had another touch. And then I had another touch. And I was still waiting for Andy to make a move. So I had another touch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just timing my fun, so I didn't get offside. Yeah, of course. Of course. But what a lovely that finish. Oh, you see, I said to somebody the other day, we were winning 2-1. Uh, a, a young team, apart from me and Reedy, um, that were on the brink of getting into a semi-final. A final of a, a European final, Cup. Yeah. A European First time. Mm. For the first time ever. The only time up till now. Mm. Um, and here we had a young boy in the ball on the halfway line. Nine times out of ten, he'd have clubbed it into yeah. the corner yeah. and had me or Sharpie chase it mm. and, and just eat up time. What did he do? Patient, controlled it, waited, waited, played it to me. I played it to Trevor, one touch, goal. So that's the measure of the team we are. We say, well, you just you had to long at time. Yeah, we had to long at times. Of course we did, because mm. we were good at doing that. But we could play. We could do everything. We could battle. We could play. We can do most things, most things. Yeah. And that goal, that goal typified it for me, and that we could easily have just cleared that, thumped it down the pitch. But Sheeds didn't. Mm. He wanted to make something happen, and he made something happen. He made the third goal happen, and that killed him totally. Totally killed him. Outstanding, absolutely outstanding. You you scored another massive goal for us at Sheffield Wednesday in the the yellow and black hit. Yeah. Wasn't probably probably wasn't your cleanest strike at the ball. Is that <laughs> fair to say? <laughs> oh, it was a shocker it was embarrassing but I'd be never a goal who was the, the goalie was an ex-Everton goalie who yeah, was that Martin, Martin Hodge right he played for Everton didn't he yeah did, he'd, yeah. Been, he'd been giving me some lip during the game he'd been giving me verbal yeah so him and I had been never allowed to go at each other so and if you don't know if you notice with the goal I, I, I kind of scuff it that goes in and I turn immediately to him <laughs> plenty before he disappear and that was another day though Neville. Neville. Was at his best. Yeah. You know, I get the goal, I get the I get the plaudits, I get the accolades. Nev saved us that day. Yeah. One from one from Varadi was amazing. Oh, the, the one from Varadi was just unbelievable. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That's 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 why it was team in every sense of the word, I. Yeah. 
And then another massive goal you scored for us was the... Uh, I heard you talking about this the other day on, on Keys and Grey. The, the first goal against Rapa Vienna. Uh, the, oh, vo- yeah. the volley with your left foot. And Sharpie, uh, Sharpie does really well, doesn't he, for the goal going down the keeper. I, mean, I had scored the volley with, with my right foot in the first half. Yeah. Uh, a really well-worked set play we made. And, yeah. and how it in the earth flagged offside, I've no idea. Um, none of us thought it was offside. Even Brian Clough... God rest his soul, Brian. Brian Clough, who was doing the commentary, couldn't believe offside was given there. So I'd scored one first half with a right foot volley mm. um, from close in. And then it's funny, you know, but again, I said to you, it's amazing what goes through your mind in a short spell of time on a football pitch. And, but at that time, nothing went through my mind, really, because I knew the goalie was out because I saw him go at Sharpie. And I knew that all I, all I had to do was make good contact. Not yeah. like I did Sheffield Wednesday a couple of weeks before, <laughs> but good contact, clean contact. Mm. And I actually couldn't have, and it looked simple, and probably for most footballers it should have been simple, but it was a cup final. It was Europe. It was Everton's first ever European final. Mm. Um, the first goal in the game. It wasn't yeah. the fourth, but it was the first. So all these things made it, make it difficult, or a little more difficult, but caught it perfectly. Mm. Absolutely, and um, and uh, and finished it lovely. But there's a move in that match that, if anybody watching, should watch it. It's just before we score the second goal from the corner. Yeah. Where I think we have about thirty or forty passes, moving the ball all over the pitch. It's it's a tremendous amount of passes. I can't think it's a huge amount anyway for back mm. then when people say we didn't play much and. <laughs> Trevor eventually gets in, spins, and the keeper makes a great save, and I think we score from the corner. So it's the move just before that. Have a look at it, because yeah. it's an unbelievable piece of football from a team that wasn't regarded as playing too much football at times. It's fantastic. It really yeah. is good to watch. We just outstanding that night. Obviously, you just like you just said, score off the corner, Trevor scores, and then we have uh, like Hans Crankle get one back, doesn't he? And then Sheets with a brilliant finish for the third goal and that was the yeah. that was typical of that team now we 2-1 now I'd be yeah. my shirt would be over my head I'd be saying 100 Hail Marys but within a second you know a few seconds Sheets is in and it's bang 3-1 and, and it was over obviously was that a good yeah. night after that? Uh, it was uh, well that night brilliant night I mean winning it was fantastic we were, we were miles better than them mm. if the truth be known it wasn't really a contest we won. We first half we battered. They hardly had a kick first half. Yeah, yeah. And yet we couldn't score. Um, and they had a couple of opportunities second half, but we were miles better than them. And you know it was just getting back because we had the cup final on the Saturday. We had to just get back as quick as we could. We got back. Um, there are many stories about what people did or allegedly did and went to Chinatown and and this that and the other nonsense, absolute nonsense. Uh, I know that Sharpie and me and, and I think a couple of other boys went back to my house. When we get back and put the game on. Oh, okay. We were just so proud of what we had done. I had taped it, so that went taped. It. There you go. Tape, back in there the you go. I, I, I had taped it. We went back to my house and we watched the game again, and that's what we did because we knew we went until the afternoon, the next day, so we could sleep in. Yeah. So they'd go back, have a good cap, come in the afternoon for a bath and what have you. So we went back to my house, two or three of us watched the game. It was it was brilliant to do. But I know there's there's a there's a legend a legendary story that Derek Hatton and many of the others the boys went to Chinatown. No, 
That that genuinely didn't happen. If you honestly think these boys were going to go to Chinatown when they were on the cusp of completing a treble, no chance. Mm. No chance. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think? I know. I, I think I know what you're going to say. But do you think if we would have had a day, two days, we'd have we'd have beat United on the Saturday? Yeah, I do. Mm. I do. Yeah. Yeah, because we were, we were spent. If yeah. the truth be known, we were spent. Lot of us. Um, I don't think there was anybody in our team would honestly say they were at ninety percent mm. on a day, big pitch, let alone hundred percent. Yeah. On a, on a, on that day and that occasion. Um, it was a it was a game too far. I think if we'd have got a draw, if we'd have held on, yeah, I think we'd have beat them in the replay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we'd have beat them in the replay. We, we we were better than them that season. We were better than them, yeah. and they knew it. I think Ron knew it. We thumped them five one. We'd beaten them at Old Trafford. We drew with them at Old Trafford. Mm. Um, you know they they couldn't beat us, and and they knew that. Um, but they did in the day, and you know it was it was that kind of day, where even when they went down to ten men. It was there was no extra energy there from us. No, no. Uh, to, to to push on, we would normally have pushed on and destroyed a team that had a player less than us. But there was there was there was genuinely very little left in any of the tanks, um, and there was not a lot you could do because I think it was only one sub allowed in those days. Wasn't yeah, that? Still? yeah, yeah. So you couldn't you couldn't bring three players on to freshen it up. It was one sub and that was it, and it was never going to be enough. So it was it was a shame. Um, and for a for a, a bit of time, a bit of time, it was sad. Mm. Um, but very quickly, you know, it, it began to sink in what we had achieved. And then the trip around Liverpool, uh, the sadness very quickly disappeared to one of pride and joy and happiness um, at what we had all been part of mm. and what we. But we, I think there's not a player, I don't believe there's a player who played there doesn't look back and think, I wish. I do. Yeah. I wish. Double was amazing. The first European trophy, only European trophy is amazing. Yeah. Being part of history, it's amazing. It really is. Um, but that would have, that would have cemented that team. And I think it deserved that, by the way. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think it was good enough to win the treble. I think it, it just fell at the last hurdle, and that was a shame because that would have that would have been genuine recognition of of something hugely special. Yeah, and we, 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 were, we were good enough anyway, but that would have that elevates you above all the rest. Yeah. Well, we'd have done the double before Liverpool, wouldn't we? And, and that would have been a big thing. Yeah. And with the team, yeah. we've said before, the team somehow fell through the cracks because of, of for whatever reason. But we got to the summit and. You, you were sold, and I, I couldn't. <laughs> it was. It's still now. Me and Ped were talking the other day about it. It's still berserk that you were. On, were you on the bench in the charity shield, weren't you? No, I think I'd gone. Have I'd you gone. just gone? I'm sure you. I I'd thought gone. you were on a bench, but we just got Lineker. Yeah. And you leaving was just a. It's berserk. In my, it's yeah, absolutely. I left, I left I left before right. the season started. I came to close season. We were moving house actually, just moving to a new house in Formby. Um, and uh, you know, I said to my missus, "Don't move in, don't unpack anything else." Howard's jag pulled up. I said, "Nah." He's, I said, "He's not coming here with good news, babe." I said, "Don't move in." 
<laughs> and yeah, I could see he was uncomfortable. And uh, we had we had a glass of wine, and um, he just said, "Oh, I just thought I'd bring it to you that Aston Villa made an offer for you." Oh, yeah. I said, "What?" So <laughs> he said, "Well, I just thought because it was Villa, I'd, I'd, I'd let you know." I said, "I said, come on, Edward." I said, "We've won, we won the double, won the Europe, won the league, got beaten the FA Cup final, won the FA Cup the year before." Love the boys, love you, love Colin, love Easy, love everybody, love the club, love the fans. So, and all of that love that I've got around here, why do you think I'd want to go back to Villa? Well, I just, I thought it would be said, and if you had wanted to go, I, I've got an opportunity to buy in Gary Lineker. I said, well, you tell me. You want me to go? No, 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 no. Let's talk about a new deal. I said, okay, whatever. And then we had a couple of glasses, and about half an hour later, he said, well, listen, I'm going to buy Lineker anyway. Nice. I said, okay, what's that mean for me? And he just said, I'll be starting with Sharpie and, um, and Gary up front. And obviously you and Inchie will have to just bide your time. And I said, well, and, and I was I was hasty. I think in hindsight now, I should have stayed. Um, I should have stayed. Um, but there was Heisel. There was no Euro. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I was... 29, 30. Mm. And I, I, I didn't feel that having had the season we'd had, that I wanted to go back to playing reserve team football. And it was Aston Villa, a team I knew and had spent, you know, four fantastic years at. Yeah. And uh, so that, all that and the fact that I wasn't going to be playing, I just said, OK, I'll make it easy for you. I'll go. And that was that genuine. I said, I'll go. He says, I'll get battered for this. I said, good. I hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> And he did. And he, and he did. did. He did. He, he, he most. It was funny because I, I got so many letters. I mean, an, an obscene amount of letters from Evertonians. I still have them to this day um, about, please don't go, thank you. He said, do you know what? He wrote to Howard and he wrote to the club and it got sent to me. The club sent me a lot in fairness. And he said, you know, I love Andy so much that if I came home one night and found him in bed with my missus, I'd tuck him in to make sure he didn't catch cold. <laughs> <laughs> There's the love. That, that kind of sums up the, 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 the relationship I had with the fans there. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Incredible. I've got to ask you about this because, the, you know, the management position, the management story, the, uh, you know, the legend of... What actually happened? Because, me again, me. There's something me and Peter talked about often. At one stage, you were our manager. <laughs> it was reported as you were the Everton manager. You were bringing Dwight York in. You were the Everton manager, and and things were going to move forward. Obviously, Joe had left and and Waggy had had us for the for a few games and, and kept us up. And then it was Andy Gray's the new manager, and Evertonians were were very excited by that. And then. Three days later, you weren't the Everton manager and you'd stayed at Sky. So, you know, what, what happened with, with that? What is the truth with that? Well, it wasn't three days. It was a lot longer than that. And the truth of the matter is, uh, when I met Peter Johnston and Cliff Finch, I think, Cliff was one of the others that was there, and somebody mm. else at Fat Park Foods. Yeah, Park yeah. Farm. Yeah, Park Foods, yeah. I, I went up, and when I left home that day, I said to my partner at the time, I think I'll be manager of Everton when I come back. That's exactly what I said to her. Yeah. Had Everton offered me the job there and then, that day, that day, yeah. if they were that 
convinced I was the right man and turned to me and said, here's the deal, sign it. I'd have signed it. I chatted with him for hours. We talked about, hypothetically, Andy, what would you do? How would you see it? How would you do it? This, that, and the other. Spent hours going through things with him, talking about it. And it took me completely by surprise because the following day, I was due to fly to La Manga to play in a golf tournament, uh, a footballer's classic. Yeah. And that's a, that was like a six or seven day tournament. So I thought, well, they won't let me go. You know, it was the middle of summer. Mm. You've got to start making plans for the new season. I, I, I thought this was urgent forever. Yeah. So at the end of the talks, um, Lo and behold, Peter says, well, thanks very much for coming up, Andy. We've, we've got another couple of people to interview. We'll be in touch. And I thought, well, wow. I thought that's taken me a little by surprise, that. I didn't realise there was a list of people to be interviewed. Mm. I thought I was I was the choice and I was going to be that. I went away to La Manga. I talked to a load of people there, people at Glen Bodle and loads of people in the game that I respected and you know, a lot of them are great news if you take it and if you get offered that and others are saying, don't do it, you've got a great job where you are now, television, it's brilliant, it's fantastic, why would you put yourself in there? I'd say with Everton. And before I left, Peter Johnson said, so obviously, Andy, everything that we've talked about shall remain in these four walls. I said, Peter, I'm telling nobody anything of what we've discussed. Absolutely no one. Every time I picked up a paper in Spain, there was another story about me and Everton could only have come from the four people that were in that room. So it wasn't me. It had to be one of Peter's of boys or Peter himself. They were leaking stories. Um, Andy Gray's this, Andy Gray's that. Andy Gray was never offered a job. Never once was offered a job. I came back. Sky obviously had by now got wind of it. And unlike a few years ago, they didn't want me to leave at that time. And they were desperate for, desperate for me to stay. Um, I had a young daughter who lived in the Midlands. Mm. She was important in my life as well. I had time to think about how, where was I going to see her if and when I became a coach. That would have been more difficult. So one or two things had crept into the decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, that, in that week that Peter hadn't said anything. And then um, Sky came along and when I got back, uh, it wasn't Everton that called me, it was Sky. We need to talk to you. And uh, they made me a, an offer, which was ridiculous. And... I hadn't heard from Peter Johnson, nothing. And I, I signed the deal. Uh, then Peter comes out and says, can't believe it. As he said to Ever Evertonians, Andy Gray turned us down. And I, I never, I never. Now, I, I don't know what I'd have done having had been given time to think about it and the other problems that I'd had. But I never uh, was offered the job once. I was never offered a contract. I was never offered payment. I was never offered a wage. I wasn't. Had I, done, had I been offered it the day I went there, as I've said, because my heart was definitely ruling my head, I was excited, mm. it, was, it was something I, I couldn't believe might be happening, I'd have been the manager. But it, because of the time that elapsed with Peter, I think he, was, he must have been talking to Howard as well for a third time, wasn't mm. it? Yeah, that was what happened. Howard, or, and I think somebody else was in the frame. And I thought, well... You know, if he wanted me, he could have had me and he could have offered me it mm. there and then. And um, and things might have been different, but they weren't, you know, and uh, and that's that's how it, that's how it unfolded. That's how it unfolded. And it was unfortunate the way 
that came out the way Peter leaked it out or let, mm -hmm. let it out like that. But uh, no, I never turned my back at him having said I'd be manager. That, that's absolutely wrong. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Do you, so, no so on that, do you, do you have any regrets then that you didn't make a, a decision to be a manager you somewhere know what? or not? You know, I, I think I'll always have regrets about not testing myself as a coach. I loved the year I had with Big Ron at Villa yeah. as his assistant. Mm. I loved it. I would be lying if I said I said it didn't. It was a brilliant year. Mm. Learned so much from the big man and enjoyed working with the players and, and loved it. And that, that had given me a, a little feeling of what it would be like. And this ever thing came along about four years later, five years later. Mm. So, you know, it would have been... And yes, I'll always wonder. But I think Everton was right club. But I honestly believe it was the wrong time with Peter and Charles. Yeah. And I think you saw that in the years that followed. Mm. Um, that it had been a tough job for anybody, as it was. Yeah. For anybody. Yeah. Um, to make to make a success of it. And uh, so, yes, I'll always wonder. I'll always wonder. You know, Reedy did it. He, mm. he can look back with pride at what he achieved at Sunderland and City. Yeah. Clubs like that. I... Yeah, I made that. I made the decision to stay in television, mm. and <clears throat> at the time for me, it was the right one. It was the right one. I think it's. I think it, I, will, I will. When I'm sitting in my my rocking chair, hopefully, when this body is not able to move about uh, in any way, I, I I will probably still wonder what it would have been like to to coach mm. a team. Yeah, I still. You've changed the face of the way we view football, though, so it, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, you were part of something that changed football yeah. for, for a lot of people. So even though you haven't been a coach, you you have got that that other side to it, haven't you? So I'm not sure. Yeah, you're right. You'll probably sit back and no, go, could I, I have done it? But to, be, to be at the beginning of what happened with the Premier League, to be at the forefront of that, mm. to be given a cat blanche, basically, to rewrite the analysis book and, and TV analysis was was uh, uh, was fantastic you yeah. know without the without the pressure of you know uh, getting the result every week yeah, um, yeah. it was brilliant I, I loved it I, I threw myself into it um, uh, to be right there to be the first lot to do that was was great I, I, I massively enjoyed that part of my life as well I have to be honest Andy thank you so much thanks so much for taking a good hour Pleasure, out, a good hour out your day to uh to sit and chat with me about that so I know you want to go make your tea before you sit down and watch the Bayern Munich game so thank you yes. so much thanks for joining us and uh, right, see you soon thanks a lot Andy take care mate stay safe uh, lo love, to, love to everyone at Everton stay safe everybody take care Andy cheers pal cheers massive thanks there to Andy Gray joining us all the way from Qatar to talk about his Everton career as well as uh, some other subjects, notably whether or not he was going to become the Everton manager. Give this video a thumbs up, subscribe if you haven't, and if you want more videos, all the videos in full, make sure you get over and join us on Patreon. See you later.